The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 35 and it's on page 673 in the Old Testament section of the Bible. This is the word of the Lord. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it but it shall be for God's people. No traveller, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Please stand for the Gospel reading. It is in Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 18 through to verse 27. Alleluia, alleluia, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, called out of darkness into his marvellous light. Alleluia. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Once, when Jesus was praying alone, with only the disciples near him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then he said to them all, 
If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are afraid of me and of my words, of them the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do please be seated. Friends, we'll keep silence for a few moments, and then I'll lead you in a prayer. Saviour, if of Zion's city, I through grace a member am. Let the world deride or pity. I will glory in your name. Amen. I travelled some distance to Chelmsford Diocese some years ago to see a fellow ordained minister placed in as vicar in the church he was to serve in. The name of the village was Ugly. Uh, We were joking that he would be the ugly vicar. He texted me to say he was due to speak to the Ugly Women's Institute. In the, city of, uh, Ma- in the city of Boring in Maryland in the States, there is the Boring United Methodist Church. And those of you who like to leave it late to get to church because you're dressing yourself, there is a church in London called St. Andrew by the Wardrobe. <laughs> we can all dream, though. My favourite, of course, is St. James Bond, the United Church in Toronto. Quite like to dream, morning money penny. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring, morning Elaine, or half a cup of black coffee. I just would love one day to say, vodka martini shaken. <laughs> there are 2,368 churches dedicated to St. Mary's makes me wonder about the Catholic origins of this country. But the next on the list actually is the All Saints dedication, 1,467. We're in second place, but of course there's only one All Saints, Ecclesall. During the season of All Saints, we thank God for those who have blessed us spiritually. And we anticipate too, with that thanksgiving, that perhaps in God's mercy and goodness we will bless others. We will be someone else's saint. Never good to try too hard at that. These things happen subconsciously and in the spiritual ether that's God's goodness and grace. In Isaiah chapter 35, verse 8, there is spoken of which a way of holiness. It's a pilgrimage that's made, as it were, by the Lord that the holy people of God travel on. It's a very famous passage. It's glorious. You can sense everything coming to life. You can sense a highway there. And there is 
a healthy reminder. It's not a chide, but it's the mere reality of holiness that no unclean thing will walk there. And this way of holiness is the way by which God's holy people walk. So if you're a saint in the scriptures, you are made holy. You are literally set apart. It's hagios. Holiness is an impartation by God. It's something that's given to you. You can never earn it or strive for it or even attain to it. No holy, no unholy thing will go on this highway of holiness. Notice how Isaiah chapter 35 says this way of holiness happens. It's beautiful, it's picturesque, it's lovely. Just before, in chapter 35, verse 4, it mentions twice, he will come, he will come and do this for you. To use New Testament terminology, this holiness, this gift, is imparted to us. Can't come from us by our internal virtue or our dedicated actions, no matter how saintly we might think we are being. He will come to us. He comes to us. Principally, Christianity is about a verb. It's about a verb of what God does for us rather than what we, in our saintly virtue, think we might do for him. I don't plan to take you into my wardrobe. That would be an intimacy which is uh, not something I want to uh, confess to. The sock drawer is a bit of a state, I have to say. But I am slightly obsessed with shoes not buying new ones, but having good old ones resold and retreaded. And since I've been in these parts, I've found a really good cobbler. And every shoe I give to him, he can always seemingly resole. And so when you're thinking about the life of holiness, as it were, to repair the spiritual soul, most things come by way not of here's something new, here's a new fashion you need to follow, here's a new discipline you must try, but you get, as it were, a reminder or a retread or a resoul of something we already know. And so, if I may, a reminder today that if we want to be and continue to be saints of God, of course we think about what we do, but the main reminder or the repair to our spiritual souls, let alone the vicar's shoes, is to be reminded that it's about him, not about us. Do this in remembrance of me, we hear every week. Paul to Timothy, remember Jesus Christ. Remember, to use the language of Isaiah chapter 35, he comes to us. Of course, he comes to us particularly when we're feeling empty, particularly when we feel we can't do anything, he comes to us and there he imparts great holiness from himself because it's his and his alone. This way of holiness is a beautiful picture and a new discovery for me is that this way of holiness is described in Psalm 84 
not as something external, but as something internal. I'm going, if I may, to read exactly the verse to you. Psalm 84, verse 5. Happy are those whose strength is in you and in whose heart is the highway to Zion. In other words, the road of holiness is not something you're doing. The road of holiness is something that God is doing in you. During my travelling days, there was often a trouble going from north to south, not so much north to south, but by going from west to east. The road system or the highway system in this country, to my mind, is not adequate when it comes from going from west to east, particularly if you're going from north to south. You can try navigating Birmingham, but after you've done it a few times, you think there must be another way. Then I discovered the A50, just north of Birmingham, and the two motorways that go from east, from west to east, and west to east, a little bit further south, a little bit further north from the M6 is the A50. No one knows about it. The dual carriageway is perfectly clear. This is well before the speed cameras were put in. (laughs) You could get from north to south and east to west, west to east, really quickly. The most important highway, according to Psalm 84, is the highway or the road or the traffic that goes through your heart. So Psalm 84 said, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have a highway of holiness in their heart. The next verse is striking. Psalm 84, verse 6. They will make a valley of Baca a place of springs. Once you've discovered the presence of God within, once you've discovered this brilliant, clear road of Christian discipleship and heartfelt obedience to Almighty God, a valley of Baca, a valley of rebellion, a valley of stubbornness, you will be able to make a place of springs. As I was thinking about this, I remember, of course, Tim and Miranda, one of our lovely and worthy mission partners that we support as a Christian church here. And one of their aims is to have a place of springs. But if you want to bring God's beauty and glory and this way of holiness that we've heard read so beautifully today, you need to have your own heart right. You can't put a sticking plaster on it. You can't say, well, there we go, do that, if you haven't attained to this way of holiness. What's the highway of holiness that the Lord is calling your heart to obey? What's the highway of holiness the Lord is calling your heart to rejoice in? How does our souls this day need to be repaired, need to be reminded that for all the virtues of the saints, the most important thing is the grace of his traffic into us and through us? worth perhaps slowing down for, to reflect on. The Lord loves us by his grace. Shall we pray together?
Saviour, if of Zion's city, I through grace a member am. Let the world deride or pity, but I will glory in your name. Amen.